0: and now your co-host the forgiveness doctor Dr. Michael and Jeannie Rice. To the brightness within you and the truth that is rooted within me.
1: Hi and welcome to Mind Shifters Radio with the Forgu- uh, hold just a moment. You on speaker. <laughs> welcome to Mind Shifters Radio. Uh, with Forgiveness Doctor, Dr. Michael Rice. I'm your co-host, Jeannie Rice, along with Dr. Tim Hayes, and we welcome you to the show. Today is Monday, February the 15th, 2016. Our calling number is 646-200-4169. Press 1, and that puts you in queue to talk to us. And we would love to hear your comments and your questions, because that makes this your show. Welcome, Michael.
2: Thank you, dear heart. Welcome, everybody. We're honored that you're with us one more time to share the uh, the teachings and the tools of the first century Aramaic Master Yeshua, a.k.a. Jesus. Not his name at all. A lot of people are going to be disappointed when they find out that that's not his name. But the first century words and understandings that come out of his teachings are so monumentally usable in the real world. I'm actually, I've been working on a book called uh, Resurrecting the Original Aramaic Yeshua the Christ, and I've been thinking about changing the name of that to the original secular Aramaic Yeshua, because the... Secular application of the tools is absolutely totally completely one thousand percent If you don't have these tools, then I guarantee I don't care how much money you have, how much power you have, how much fame you have. Life is miserable. you know you look at these young people that are dying off left, right, and center, millionaires, football players, um, artists, you know singers. It's just amazing when you look at everything to live for, yet no internal sense of how to operate their own minds and how, if they're in pain, to clean up their own lives. Always living on the edge of blaming somebody else. It's always someone else's fault. And when we live in that world and we decide that instead of functioning like human beings, which means bringing forward a gentle space of the presence of love, when we decide that we're going to function out of misery and abuse and make other people know that it's all their fault, that we're feeling bad, then what we do is we just give ourselves another dose of what causes our pain and reinforce the belief that it's all somebody else's fault by thinking those thoughts at the time that we're abusing ourselves. What does human life really look like? What does it take to have a human life come forward into the world? Well, if you hold a newborn child, you know exactly what a human life is. A human life reaches out with a touch of sweetness, a voice of caring, and an energy of nurturing and concern. It doesn't reach out with hostility or fear. And if we find ourselves reaching out anywhere in our lives, with hostility and fear, it's because we've lost contact with the ability to create the result that everybody, you know, pretty much everybody says they want, and that is aliveness, joy, abundance, and peaceful, nurturing relationships. I Actually, put a post on my Facebook page this morning. If you're not connected with me on Facebook, you might want to go to J M underscore R Y C E and send a, uh, a friend request. But I posted some really just awesome writing from Thich Nhat Hanh, who's a Vietnamese monk, that um, is writing on relationship. And I I put a couple of um, quotes in particular. There's a whole article that's listed there that is just one of the best pieces overall that I've ever seen on relationship. It gives a tool of mindfulness, which is powerful. Unfortunately, it doesn't touch the forgiveness process, which is how, if I can't reach out through the, the being that I am with the sweetness that I am, how to go back inside and remove what blocks that. That piece isn't there, but overall it's just a, a, a powerful, powerful uh, writing on relationship. A couple of quotes from it. Every single person, of course we'd say the a married person too, every single person contains the seeds of goodness, kindness, and enlightenment. And you have to water those seeds. When we act as if people have these seeds inside of them, it gives us and them the strength and energy to help these seeds grow and flower. And, of course, for years we've been talking about the principle of resonance. The space I hold tends to awaken and strengthen that space in another. If we act as if we don't believe in our inherent goodness, we blame others for our suffering, then we lose our happiness. Pretty simple equation and pretty much straight down the line how it works. And then he goes on to say in another part of the article, we have to learn the art of creating happiness. If during your childhood you saw your parents do things that created happiness in the family, you already know what to do. And, of course, if you have parents that, you know, drank, drugged, uh, separated, all of those sorts of dynamics, then there probably wasn't much happiness. You might tell yourself a story a lot of people live in denial and tell a story about it but you know if you if you went from a household and you created relationships that lived in misery and and pain then sooner or later we have to acknowledge and own the fact that "Hmm, i learned the lessons of creating misery and pain and sooner or later we need to stop pretending that the fact that we know how to do that so well, of course, how can you tell if you know how to do that, you're feeling it? It's pretty simple. This blaming of someone else doesn't work very well. So if you saw that happening in the family, he says, you already know how to do that. But many of us didn't have these role models and didn't know what to do. The problem is not one of being wrong or right, but one of being more or less skillful. Living together, he says, is an art. And, of course, he's referring, tying right into the power person dynamic and how when the stress is up and the chips are down, whether the stress is physical, mental, emotional, situational, business, what have you, when we create elevated stress, then the tendency is to default to the power person dynamic. And so if you look at how good was your power person at creating a happy space and a happy home where everybody got along well and things were great, then recognize the pattern of when the stress is up and the chips are down, do you do the same thing? Here's the answer. Yes. If you haven't gone in and resolved that power person dynamic, it's as simple it's as, as simple as night follows day. That's exactly what you do. And it's hard for the mind to grasp that. Actually, uh Tijna Han in this uh, article goes on and you can read it on my on my Facebook page or a link to it. He goes on to uh, to talk about mindfulness and looking within and recognizing that he uses the analogy very much as Yeshua did 2,000 years ago of a garden. He says, we've got two gardens. We've got one filled with flowers and beauty and colors, and we've got one filled with misery. Which one do you water? When the stress is up and the chips are down, you water the one the way your power person watered theirs. And so he offers that the one that's going to grow is the one you water most, and so very uh, a very insightful process, and then to recognize that if we get feedback, that feedback, you know, if, if being wrong meant we got uh, ostracized or beaten or whatever, then of course one becomes addicted to being right. And if if one is questioned about whether or not they're right, then they create such a uh, a storm of protest that the the detail of what wasn't working really well gets lost in the right or wrong argument instead of just it isn't about, and I think he says this very well the problem is not one of being wrong or right, but one of being more or less skillful. And where one cannot own the truth, they can't see that they lack skills in that area, and they'll just create this storm of, yes, but you see, here's what I did, therefore I did it perfectly. And of course, that will follow the power person's dynamic of, yes, well, here's what I did, and I did it perfectly. So then he goes on to say, you can use the goodness in yourself to transform your suffering and the tendency to be angry, cruel, or afraid. If you have a difficult relationship and you want to make peace with the other person, you have to go home to yourself. You have to go home to your garden and cultivate the flowers of peace, compassion, understanding, and joy. Only after that Can you come to your partner and be patient? And so I thought that was uh, some pretty good insight, and the whole article is really very worthwhile reading. Uh, Great, great work. Great job. We appreciate you, Thich Nhat Hanh, and uh, the work you're doing in the world. I know he's touched a lot of lives with his teaching. And beyond that, we're here to, uh, of course, learn those skills, pass those skills on, uh, to develop tools, that make the skills more and more usable for people and tools for moving in that direction. So we welcome you to the show. We're honored that you're here. And, Jeannie, we got Dr. Tim with us today. Well, let's say hello to Tim and see how the young man is.
3: I'm doing very well, thank you. I have long enjoyed the writings and books from Thich Nhat Hanh and I remember back in uh, the early 90s a friend of mine that that same friend that introduced me to the, t- the process of saying goodbye to good people without saying goodbye to good memories, she was dying of cancer and I used to sit and read Thich Nhat Hanh to her it was one of her requests so there's some lovely writings there and you know, yeah, really powerful about- stuff Yeah, as we've talked about before, you know, these truths have been on the planet for thousands of years, and they're not the private domain of any one person or church or philosophy, and um, so it's lovely, and he's just another fabulous teacher of of the work. Absolutely. I look forward to reading that article. I saw that you had posted it. I haven't made the time to look at it yet, but... I look forward to reading it, and I continue to to in my spare time go back through the archives of the radio shows and listen to the show where you stepped Lynn through the powerful worksheet. And I'm I'm taking your advice to work my way through the the list of sixteen or more that are posted on the. Page. If you click on the red and white bullseye, it takes you to a page where you can download the worksheet, but also these audio files of shows where people have stepped people through the worksheet process. and It's quite enlightening,
2: enjoyable. Well, if you do that, if you run into any particular thoughts in any one show or another that maybe isn't already in the notes, it might be helpful for people to, uh, to key into that particular uh, audio. If you'd make uh, some of those notes and just zip them off to Jeannie, then we'll make sure they get added to the uh, the notes on the website. All right. Cool. Anything exciting happening in your world in terms of practice today, observed patterns, or anything particular to work on?
3: Well, probably the, the biggest thing so far in the past couple of days, Friday and today, is the idea of people – Doing the same thing over and over and over again, and just completely stymied that things are staying the same. And, um, you know, that it relates to things like blaming another person for what they're feeling, it relates to having alcoholic drinks and then getting into arguments with people, and it relates to, um, believing that if i just simply tell myself well i'm not going to do that anymore like you know i'm I'm going to throw a switch in my mind and say i'm not going to do that anymore i'm not going to feel that anymore i'm not going to have that issue anymore that it will change and then just being shocked and surprised that it doesn't change so that's been the theme friday and today that you know i i don't know what i don't know why this keeps happening well, have you changed this, 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 or this? Well, no, but I made the decision, and i'm I'm not going to do that anymore. I'm not going to have a problem with that anymore and then the problem comes back, and the people are just so- <clears throat> shocked and surprised
2: that the problem's still there. I hear that one, and it's interesting that whatever that behavior is that they do over and over and over again. It's exactly what their power person did that they hated the most. And their power person did it over and over and over again. It didn't work for them. But somehow or other, and I love Einstein's definition of insanity, doing the same thing over and over again, expecting a different result. And, of course, the tool is there, provided 2,000 years ago by Yeshua. If I'm determined to stop a behavior, there's a way to weed out its root. It's called forgiveness. Nothing to do with laying somebody else off the hook, but how I go inside of me and remove the behavior that my power person did that I hated, that I use and rely on whenever the stress is up and the chips are down. And I can, as, you, as you point out, I can say I'm not going to do it again until the cows come home, but when the stress is up and the chips are down and the circumstances demand it, my personal code will simply pop forward and, and I'll lose control to the mythical Goliath as he inside of me takes over my choices my thoughts my behaviors and I just do the same thing again and again so someone not willing to chip away with the forgiveness process with the wake up sheets uh, and hoping that something will possibly be different is it's just kind of sitting in a, a futile bath of uh, of their own hostility and fear soaking in it all the while whining complaining and blaming others for their turmoil their trauma and their pain and it's just you know it's pretty silly but It's interesting what it takes to be able to make a different choice and to really choose, you know, really study that newborn, really study what a human life really looks like and acts like, and then choose to do that, and to do that, of course, you've got to remove everything less than that energy from your own structure. So that's the work of each of us. So if I choose to Live as a human being. What's that going to look like? It's going to look like reaching out with a gentle touch, gentle voice, a caring look, and a sweetness that is there, even if somebody isn't doing what I want them to do. And it's such a practice. It's such a practice. It takes, you know, that that tool of mindfulness that Tisnath Han uh, speaks about is a, a real key in just being in awareness, 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 becoming the thinker apart from the thought, the feeler apart from the feelings, the actor apart from the actions, allows us to honestly observe ourselves. And in that article, he speaks about honest observation, going in and, and really looking and recognizing that the, uh, the pain, the trauma, the turmoil all comes from within. And we need to weed that garden and water the other one. And as we do, We also assist those around us in doing the same. So it's a powerful process to enter into for sure. Well, I had also somebody
3: who told me today that with the work they've been doing over the past few years, they are noticing more and more how much easier and fun their life is, even when things don't go well. And she was giving an example of filling an ice tray and having the water hit it just the wrong way and water comes spraying up all over the place. And she noticed that she just observed it happening and moved right along, took a breath, put the ice tray down, got the towel out, mopped it up and moved on. And she said, I was just chuckling to myself the whole time, remembering how that kind of thing, you know, two or three years ago would have set my set me on edge and would have triggered all of this upset. She said it's just, you know, things like that keep popping up in her life as hallmarks, as milestones, letting her know how much benefit she's getting from doing
2: the work. That's definitely a, uh, if we'll observe ourselves, a self-rewarding uh, system and a self-rewarding set of tools. And, uh, uh, of course, the, the the game player to watch out for is the trickster, our own minds. So definitely a big step in the process. Let's check with Jeannie and see if she's got any callers or anybody with anything happening in the chat room, sweetie. Yep. All is quiet on the home front. So our call-in number, if you're on one of the stations we don't have access to in our control panel, is 646 646- two hundred four one six nine. If you've got a thought, a question, an idea for us, we'd love to hear your voice. And see how we can support you. Or perhaps how you can support support us, pardon me. In the meantime we've been kind of getting a few quiet days between intensives here. We finished the nine-day, why is this happening, or pardon me, the nine-day codependence, the Independence Communication Practicum, saw some just amazing changes there, uh, talked with one gentleman this morning who's carrying on with uh, with some of the practices, but you know, it's, it's interesting, the resistance that comes up for people in doing the uh, wake-up sheet and the willingness to look within and to deal with that and so this particular person that I spoke to said, Well, you know, I took I took a couple of tools and and uh I've I've been writing, you know, I've I've been doing some journaling and no, I haven't been doing any worksheets, so you know, I'm feeling pretty miserable. It's like, Well, so here you are, you've taken the tools for stirring the pot <laughs> and you've chosen not to use the tools for emptying it well once you stirred it you sure do want to be emptying it or things are going to get miserable it's just you know it's like night follows day if you're going to stir things up and that's what several of the tools are designed for that's the whole intensive process is creating the space of safety and support and stirring you know there's that story you've heard me tell before but it, i think it fits here again is uh the one about oh back in the I guess it was in the eighties the, the price of sugar went through the roof or just you know, way outrageously priced and there's this little guy who has got his coffee shop and a customer comes in, he pours some coffee and puts his sugar bowl over, and the guy puts a spoon of sugar in his coffee and another spoon of sugar and another spoon of sugar and another spoon of sugar and another and another and another and finally the owner, seeing his profits going down the drain, just pulls the sugar bowl back and says, Doesn't that make your coffee too sweet? I says, hell no now if you don't stir it. Well, the process of the intensive is about stirring. But if you're going to use stirring tools, you want to use healing tools at the same time. And I know that with the wake-up sheet, the reality management sheet, sometimes it's not pleasant to look at what surfaces, what you move through. But moving through it is such a huge gift and such a huge benefit that we encourage people not to just stir, but to really, truly put the tools to work. So we are taking a couple of days here. We've been doing occasional classes between with the folks that are here. So we did some energy field work and some still point breathing. We've actually got uh, Michael and Margaret uh, coming up from South Florida later today to visit for a day or we're going to get some Playtime with him. We listened. We finally got the CD, and we will put it on the website when we get a chance. But uh, Michael did the Sunday service at uh, CSL in Fort Lauderdale, or pardon me, in uh, Boca Raton. It was just a a fabulous presentation, and uh, you know Michael's just so down to earth in his uh, the way he presents, and so very touching to uh, to see Michael move from way back in that first radio show where. He told us about trolling crack neighborhoods so he could beat somebody up to where he's standing up there. I can remember my early conversation with Michael, like, God, are you kidding? Are you crazy? What are you talking about? And so here he is presenting. It's like, you know, God's my best friend. There's love in the world. (laughs) Just to watch the the shifting conversation is just so awesome and so fabulous. And to watch Michael working with people and supporting them doing worksheets and and uh, engaging in the process of uh, forgiveness is just monumental. So we're looking forward to that visit. And then we've got another day or two. And then on Thursday evening, the 18th, and we do have at, at this point a couple of spaces in that intensive still. So the 18th, we've got uh beginning of a 16 day laws of living. If anybody's ready to go to the next level, that would be fabulous. And, It'll run through till March the fourth, and so if anybody's interested, we're here in Orlando. We've got a big, beautiful seven-bedroom house. It's just an awesome space that we're working in, and we are appreciative of the owners of that that we had the you opportunity. Just I just disappeared. Okay, you want to pick it up then? I don't know why. <laughs> Am I there, Michael? You were there. Oh. So
3: yeah,
2: you me. were there the whole time. Oh, okay. So strange. In any event we're appreciative of the folks who uh who own this house that we were able to rent it for the uh five weeks and if anybody would like to join us, we're just doing some awesome food. Just had lunch in this just fabulous um, orange twist coleslaw that we just had and food has been phenomenal and where Jeannie's actually been working on menus with Ari this morning for the uh, the 16 days. So things are just kind of moving forward and rocking along. And other than that, our call-in number is 646-200-4169. And if you have a question or a thought for us, we'd love to hear your voice. If you're on the phone line and you push 1, you'll be talking to us. And or if um, you're in the chat room, you can ask your question if you're registered there. If you're not, you can call it into the show, or you can register quickly for Blog Talk, and uh, that will give you the opportunity to be able to not just listen in the chat room, but to be able to type in. I was talking with a man from uh, Sweden this morning, and uh, he's or or heard from a man from Sweden who is 30, I believe, was 34 years of age and paralyzed from the chest down, and. had been watching the uh, the videos and such on YouTube and just been really impacted with the hopefulness that uh, he can come to the point where he can remove the energy block that's created this paralysis and uh, it's just uh, he was expressing appreciation for the fact that he'd just been watching the videos and really getting reinforcement for what he knew and it sounds like he's in touch with the event that uh, that triggered this paralysis for him and Ready to move through it, so we'll invite everybody. The gentleman's name is Victor. I'll just use his first name if everybody on the uh the team would just focus on Victor over in Sweden and uh just offer that space of loving support that's uh you know when we think of someone we're literally you know the only thing we know of that can stop the high energy wave that leaves the mind when we think a thought is another set of brain cells in tune with that high energy wave. The frequency works on such a level that everything else is transparent to it. So yes, literally, someone in Sweden who you and I don't even know, we can tap into their energy and we can literally bring that space of love to mind and send it to them. And by spraying that energy, we can support the healing of, yes, what appears to be a totally physical disorder. And so... That's just part of the process. There's, when you recognize the fallacy, and my challenge to the medical community is catch up with science. You know, So many medical people call themselves scientists, yet they ignore the very basic tenets that we've been given in the last 100 years that tell us we don't live in a physical universe. There are no physical causes because there is no physical body. Yes, everybody's been tricked. Yeshua 2,000 years ago said, don't judge by appearances. I know it looks real, but it isn't. Einstein says, reality is a an illusion. He says, albeit a very persistent one, it's an illusion. What we see in our minds, the constructs, the pictures, the so-called physical world, does not exist as we see it. And I challenge the medical community, I challenge the psychological community to catch up with that understanding and recognize, I challenge the religious community. Yeshua, 2,000 years ago, talked about appearances and that our work was cleaning out from inside of us. He says, you must forgive from your heart the wrongs of your brother we could not translate that word in the west until just a few decades ago and now we know what he was saying is you have to add just exactly what tich nhat han was saying you have to go into the hidden part of your mind where the energy is that causes your physical mental and emotional pain and you if you are living in blame then every time you feel that you look at someone else a picture in your mind of what you think is someone else and blame them and as you're feeling it as you blame them as you pour out your hostility or whatever on them you reinforce the disorder and the disease in your own body it's like a habit that just has to stop and if it's been going on for many 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 generations it may take a few decades even to get out of that desert to get out of that unconscious place where you think you can do something to someone else, that you can reach out to someone else in hostility and not experience the impact of hostility in your own physiology. I mean, it's silly. And if you have put your hostility into your brain's image of another, then there's nothing to forgive them for. But what Yeshua says, you must forgive from your unconscious, the part of you that you've been hiding from yourself, that which you put into your brain's image of your brother, And as you do that, as you collapse that, literally the cells in which that energy is stored have that energy dissolve. And that energy showing up in the cell, they've proven, shows up as chemistry. And so if there's imbalanced chemistry in the cell, it's because there are imbalanced energies in the cell. And when we can dissolve the imbalanced energy, then the cell has the right and the ability to go back to a perfect healthy structure. Following the pattern it was designed from. And the pattern from which you were designed, the perfect pattern, is alive and well in you. If it's been overlaid with some form of hostility or fear, then your mind will show it to you as a picture about somebody else. And as Tishnut Han says, you gotta go back. You got you got a difficulty in a relationship, you gotta go back into your own garden. You gotta keep going back inside and clean up that part of you, exactly, exactly what Yeshua was saying 2,000 years ago. So that's the process. Not always easy, not always Dr. Feelgood, but it is absolutely awesome. And if you have not touched into the forgiveness process as it was taught in the first century, and then you're welcome to go to our website, org. And if you scroll down a little bit, you'll see a a bullseye in the middle of the page. If you click that bullseye, it'll open a whole series of links. As Tim was just saying, 16 different radio shows where we walk somebody through the whole process. There are worksheets. There's a written material, step-by-step guide for how to engage in the process of forgiveness, how to remove what never belonged from your structure. And what never belongs in your structure is any form of hostility or fear. And wherever hostility or fear is stored, then that part of your structure literally is going to be physiologically diseased. And if you choose to forgive, if you choose to remove your disease, then the aberrant chemistry that was in the cell being removed through forgiveness leaves you free of that disease. And the structure changes. So that's what we're here to support. That's what we're here to deliver to the world. And Jeannie tells me that we've got a caller. Jeannie? Say it again. Oh, cool. Uh, Ron, welcome, sir. Hi, Michael. Michael. Can you hear me all right? Yeah, I hear you loud and clear. How do you be, sir? Oh, I
4: I be well i do well. Thank you. How about you? I can tell, like, I already can kind of tell from your description that things are cooking along for you down there, which is awesome.
2: They are. They're rocking for sure. Good. How's Dad doing? I really,
4: Dad's doing as well as better than, you know, as well as could be expected, if not better. He's down in, uh, my he's got my sister's family with him this week, and uh, and I've been in pretty constant contact with him, and that's been nice. And um, I, thought, I was listening to the show today. Michael, you had a lot to you've offered a lot on this show already from Tikhon Hodson, When I went to see once, I'm a I'm a fan of his his work and, and his teaching in the world, his presence in the world. And um, you're talk to you're talking about the uh, power person dynamics resonated with me um, in how we can make all those decisions, make all those choices. But as you described so well, when when the pressure's on us, when the, when we're getting squeezed in ways that we don't expect or, or when we've stirred the pot, uh, up comes that personal code that says to do it just like our power person did it. And today's been a day of worksheets and mind shifters and fasting for me. And, and you know, Grace has a friend over, so they're playing, and I'm taking care of my process. I, I woke up this morning and I had one of those moments i was i went over to my mom's house uh last night where my dad's not there now and i went and i just saw the couch where she was sitting and i was overwhelmed with love my mom for those of you who don't know my mom passed away very recently and i went over just to the space where she sat in the chair and i i just imagined her giving me a big hug and and, and just was filled with so much love for her and then um so much love in me you know that that's from for that's triggered by my love my relationship with her and the love that she is and and I went home and I talked about to my wife about just how fortunate I've been that so much of my relationship with my mom has been rooted in love, particularly for the last decade or two and with all this love i I woke up this morning and my pot had been stirred michael i I went downstairs and and Sabrina completely um Innocently, I completely misinterpreted something that she said and did, and I was in full tantrum mode. You know, I was kind of just took my attention away from her and went downstairs. Once I got by myself, I slammed a door and I said, "Whoa, who is this? Who is this person?" That's and another
2: um, opportunity to learn,
4: forgiveness <laughs> <right? laughs> Yeah, and then I checked back in with Sabrina lately, later, and I and I just to confirm that she was completely joking with me. She had no. Um, stuff going on on her side. It was completely my um, reality that that I was looking to I was looking for something to blame and uh, someone some someone or something to blame and uh, and I and I created it. And um, so I did. A, I started doing a mind shifter with simple the simple words "Mom is love" and uh, touched into some of the conflicts I oh. have with my mom. Uh, when I was younger, and, and it was very, very um, useful. I did several pages of that. And uh, and then I've been going back and forth between worksheets and mind shifters um, today and just uncovering a lot of uh, really useful stuff. And um, another thing I've done that might be a little bit surprising to you, Michael, is uh, <laughs> I haven't darkened the door of a uh, Roman Catholic church in quite some time, except my mom's funeral is there, and the priest... At, was started asking for usher help. Uh, I went to the following day, I went to the Mass with my father just to be with him, and the priest was asking people to be ushers, and I raised my hand, <laughs> so I'm now an usher in the, in the Lady of Fatima um, Roman Catholic Church on Sundays, and it, it's just, it's hilarious, and it's uh, I mean, I went from being the Vice President of the Board of the Unity Church here in Massachusetts, and now I'm doing this, and it's offer, offering me um, opportunities that I was not. I would not have been able to take advantage, advantage of ten years ago. I would not have been able to stay conscious during that mass because of all the stuff from my childhood. And so, there's a lot of energy moving up here, Michael. And I, I just thought I would um, touch in and, and let you know what's going on with me. And um, always, I always feel supported when I do that.
2: Sounds powerful. It sounds like. Uh going back to some of those childhood dynamics, understood or misunderstood, and the things that uh, that open, you know, uh, especially around churches, is uh, for many people huge, and oftentimes huge when they uncover errors that came out of their church upbringing that, uh, that are hard to look at, hard to deal with. And, um, you know, anything yes. that was ever said from within a church based on hostility or fear is error. And, you know, it's just... Uh, to to, to base doctrine on it, uh, as many churches have done, including the Roman Catholic Church, is pretty bizarre and pretty insane in the name of a man who said, love those who hate you, too good those who despitefully use you. But then, you know, here we are, we're all human. And uh, that's the process. So that's awesome. Yes. A a great reconnection with roots will probably open all kinds of opportunities. So,
4: So many, Michael. I mean, just first of all, realizing that we're all human and, and this is just a building, and 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 starting to take away some of that false power that I had provided those buildings, um, where I literally felt like, you know, for a long time I felt my whole body felt like it was weighted down with uh, 200 pounds of weight just being in the building um, as I was going through my process. And now I'm realizing this is a building, and I'm free, and I can be here and be with my, and I and I am learning to listening to things that. I hear, and instead of responding with rage, which has been part of my story, you know, internally, and, or or the need to to uh, make make them wrong, I just hear it and go, oh no, 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 no. And <laughs> it was more like the one of the phrases that came to my mind was uh, that that stood out to me this last Sunday was. Uh, look not on our sins, but on the faith of your church. And into the inside, I'm going, no, 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 we want God to look at our sins. Please, <laughs> that's the opposite. Please look at my sins. You know, please look at the areas where I have error. Because as soon as you do, God, those
2: errors are clear. Absolutely, and that's the core of the forgiveness process, is to open the space where those things can come forward in the presence of love. When you realize you know, all the stories that men have made up about the Creator, and the bottom line is the Creator is love, that's all. And that that thought of the, uh, you know, many many men want to think, oh, no, 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 you have to come to this building for that. But you look at the ancient scriptures and they says, you know, the Creator lives in a temple not built with human hands. Yes. not where it happens. And uh, if that building supports you, uh, in a way that you walk out more filled with that power that lives in a temple not built with human hands, then it's a real church. And if it's not, then it, it isn't doing its job. And it is that right. presence of love that's key that, uh, you know, the, the, our shared nature with the Creator made in the image and likeness of love, is what we are. And that shared nature is is what Yeshua came to teach us and to support us in the uh, bringing forward on a global scale, so yeah. So
4: awesome. yeah, and I've been I've been doing it kind of in a one foot in front of the other mode. I don't know how long I'll continue to do it, I, I, but I you've taught me about energy windows, and and I, it dawned on me that if I'm in that building and I have that opening, that understanding come through me, and I, I don't have to speak it to a soul, but just the exist just that me being in that space, being connected and and having that uh insight come through me um my, my faith is that that opens a window for for uh, anyone else who is attuned to that frequency at that time or any other time is that, does that fit three? is that does that fit
2: absolutely absolutely and you know i I'd, I'd be having conversations with the priest about it and your insights and in what's happening and uh if you've got one that really is interested in personally growing i remember back about eight or nine years ago, we were invited into a, a very large Roman Catholic church in South Florida to speak. And after we did the uh, Sunday service, the first actually the first year that we were invited into that particular church, the priest who was in his late 60s, Father Sean Mulcahy, said, "Michael, I just can't invite you to uh, to present the Sunday service, but we'd love to hear your workshops." And the next uh, week, we did a full series of workshops, and he attended every workshop. And then the next time we were in South Florida, he said, I don't care what the bishop says, you're on the platform. And so I delivered the Sunday services, and after the first service, delivering this message on forgiveness, at that point, this priest was 69. Amazing, amazing man. This guy, out of his priest's salary, and went out and literally, you know, being in South Florida, a lot of migrant workers, he went out and bought a, uh, uh, a truck, a, a road truck, like a large sport truck, and he would personally drive this truck to get food and clothing and bring it around to different camps where the migrant workers were all over Florida, all the way up. He's actually up in Central Florida now. He's retired from his parish, and he's up in Central Florida. And, you know, I mean, with his meager priest pay, he bought a transport truck. (laughs) And it's just... It's amazing to watch the service that he's about. And, And when we did the first Sunday morning service, after the service, he got up. And he had been trained in Ireland in the old Irish you know seminary kind of thing and he got up and he at 69 years of age he apologized for the fact that he could not bring to his congregation he was the the head priest in that church that he could not bring to his congregation what we had delivered that morning and would be delivering all week and he apologized for it and he said because i didn't learn it in the seminary and then that was the second year we were there, and he was there every night for every workshop, totally completely. It was just amazing. So who knows what you might open there?
4: I remember that story, and I remember the, that that situation and i am i am really um doing my best to stay open to any guidance where that kind of a conversation becomes appropriate and and i I am uh, excited for the possibility and also being mindful of my errors in the past where I would too quickly make someone wrong. And so I'm I'm trying to earn my stripes and um, be where I'm guided to be and and, uh, absolutely, you know, get these... I get images and pictures of me teaching in that church basement, but but I also recognize that those are images and pictures that that may be seeds for future, uh, work. And, and, um, uh, but, but right now uh, it feels, it feels like I'm, uh, there to be a, a, a person, uh, a, a, you know, a person among people, uh, learning and, and doing my best to learn and grow and, uh, not trying to be, um, uh, to show them where I'm right. And they're off
2: base. Fabulous. Fabulous. Well, yeah. we hold the space. It'll be interesting to, uh, to hear from you from time to time on how all that unfolds. Thank you. And
4: I, I just can I share one more quick thought uh from my work this morning? Yes. So I did a have been doing a series of worksheets and one of them one of the things from my childhood um uh, led to the thought about finances and money and and increment wanting um to find uh joy in incremental Money gains and or I wanted to find them and, and i wrote uh, the mind shift I came up with was incremental money gains are exciting and i I thought of the word incremental for me i my my mind my monkey mind immediately goes into wanting to do something large scale wanting to compete with other people, wanting to judge. Myself versus, you know, against other people who are very much more successful and much less successful. And so I come up with this notion of incremental money gains. And I'm doing okay with money, but it, it just wasn't what came up for me. And um, money gains are, are exciting. And what I, as I did the worksheet, I had, I never could have done this without the wake up sheet. I never could have come to this. Without the wake-up sheet, because what I came, what I ended up drilling down on was not what I expected. What I ended up drilling down on was the word exciting, and I thought, what am I doing, trying to be excited by money? This is a, a, that's an adrenaline rush. What am I doing, even focused on wanting to be excited or create an adrenaline rush, based on money? And I, and I shifted that to um, incremental money games or, or a reflection of the love that I am. And it's just shifted. It, um, it's still a work in progress, but it was a, a fun use of the sheet, and it, it revealed something to me that I I could not have possibly, cons- I can't conceive of me coming to that on my own without that sheet.
2: Nice. So. Sweet. Well, certainly in a lot of circles, money has been made a substitute for love, and so cleaning that one up will be a, uh, a really powerful uh yeah, taps into, from the planetary it, norms, and I think it taps
4: into a um, you know a, a genetic uh, memory of of the you know the whole gambling phenomenon. You know of of wanting to use it as a. I've never had an issue with gambling, but I've had other issues with alcohol and other things. But 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 people in my family tree have, and so that whole concept of of money as an adrenaline rush is just something that I didn't even know I
2: was sitting on, so. Interesting, you you bring up gambling. I was reading a cute post on a a site yesterday and uh, it was a post for Gamblers Anonymous and the suggestion that, you know, Gamblers Anonymous helpline should be a 1-900 number and only one out of 10 operators should actually try to help them. (laughs) I thought
4: so. It is. It is very cute. It, it reminds me. If I may indulge one more, I, it reminds me of one that I heard in the in the halls of uh, Twelve Steps, where they said they they found a pill that would uh, cure people of drug addiction or alcohol addiction, and and it was just amazing. And they took it to the drug addicts and said, Hey, we got a pill that'll make you not addicted anymore. Just take one pill and you're done. And he goes, Oh. I wonder what two would do. <laughs> <laughs> there you go. There you go. Yeah, so Thank you, Michael. That's all good. right,
2: sir. We appreciate you. We hold you and your blessing and your dad as well. And uh we'll look forward to the next time we get face to face. Thank you. All right, take care of blessings. Bye bye. All right. Our call in number is six four six two hundred four one six nine. You have a question or a thought for us? We'd love to hear your voice. Kenny, anything happening in the chat room? Anything? Anybody with a hand up in the phone queue? No. Okay. Well, it looks like we've got about uh, eight minutes left. So if you have a question or a thought for us, there's a time for a good conversation. You know, if you've been in a uh, local university or library or church where dr tim was presenting the ideas he was earlier i'm having the conversation i'm having and we walk down off the stage what would your question be for us i know you'd walk over to either tim or i or both of us and say i just have a and and here's how it's always said i just have a quick question (laughs) so we'd love to hear your quick question and let's see if we can support you in in getting an answer to that question one of the uh the blessings that I really get a thousand percent in doing this work as a quote-unquote teacher of the work is that I get to engage in the refined questioning ability of thousands of people. And what I've come to understand is there is a power in us that has all of the answers. We just haven't been trained to listen to it. And so the answers are not nearly as important as the right question. And when the right question appears, what happens is that power that resides within us, unless we're blocking our own path, that power that resides within us will give us an answer to that question. It's just a a simple energetic dynamic. Remember that law of resonance. So if the right question appears, then the power that's in us holding the answer will just bring that answer forward. Unless the mind gets in the way, and that's where, you know, we have to, Quiet the mind, and that's what forgiveness does. It, it quiets, quiets, quiets the mind until, you know, in essence you function in your world in a way that you're out of your mind. And When you're out of your mind, you can always hear the guidance that comes, the higher guidance which comes as a still small voice is then and only then available. And Jeannie tells us we have a hand up. So, Jeannie?
1: 954.
2: Area code 954. Give us a name. Where are you calling from?
1: Hi, Michael. It's Monica Wilson calling. How are you?
2: Well, hey there, young lady. We are well. And it's nice to hear your voice. Oh, thank you. Uh,
1: I just, not so much a question, I just wanted to share something with you quickly. Uh, I spoke with my son the other night, and uh, last month or two he was in a pretty bad place, but he has sort of rallied himself and... What we were talking about the other night was basically everything that you've been talking about over the years. He's read your book, and uh, as soon as your new one comes out, I want to make sure he gets that. But he has just gotten to the point where he is at a place of understanding about letting go. In fact, he was talking to me about letting go, which is, is, it was beautiful. And uh, I, I just wanted to let you know that you have a powerful effect, even when you haven't met anybody yet. Uh, that particular person, it's you have a resounding effect on their lives.
2: Well, that's delightful to hear. And uh, you know, through my connection with you, I feel like I have a connection with Brandon, and uh, the years that he's been working with the tools and. And through your energy I certainly reach out to support him and hold a space for him to uh to move through the trials which he's moving through and they're pretty steep and we we'll just keep holding a space for him.
1: Oh, thank you.
2: Thank you so much. But
1: but I just wanted to share that on, on behalf of Brendan to you know, let you know he's there and uh you found your way to his heart. It's it's definitely something to be aware of, and him finding that place has helped me
2: further to find mine. Awesome. Well, you have our support, 2,000%, and I'm delighted to be on his team and yours, too. Thank you. All right. Have a blessed one. We'll look forward to the next time we get face-to-face. Okay. All righty. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. Well, you know, hearing something like that doesn't get better than that. And uh to have that kind of impact is what we live for. And to bring forward the truth of understanding these ancient, amazing tools that just open such deep spaces to put an end to suffering, to put an end to pain, to put an end to turmoil and bring us back into harmony with who we are as love. And when we can do that, we literally create an energy field. You know, there's a an ancient physics teaching that shows up in the first century Aramaic scriptures. It says, a little leavening leavens the whole loaf. And that literally each one of us who steps into that space of functioning out of the truth of who we are as love opens an energy window, opens a space for everyone else who's in the same position. And so we're here to create support for each and every mind, heart, and being on the planet. We're here to be on the support team of each and every heart, mind, and being on the planet. And we'd invite you to, uh, it's this show is meaningful to you. This one, yesterday's show, last week's show, last month's show. You run across shows that are meaningful and of course we've got well over now 1,300 uh, hours of shows in the archives are all there free. You can go to whyagain.org and click on the radio show and you'll click down to the archives. And if you find a show that's particularly meaningful, pass it on. Some of the uh, more meaningful shows uh, for us if you click on the bullseye and then go to the third link down, the first link should be uh, chapter 24 of my book, Why Is This Happening to Me Again? The second link is to the uh, worksheet process, and there are several different uh, worksheets that we've, over the years. And then the third link is uh, the radio shows that focus on the forgiveness process and other really key, important shows. So if you want to listen to those, we'd be delighted to have you share them. You know, just attach them to an email. They're a free MP3 download. They're small files, and they can be loaded on your phone. You can listen to them there, and you can pass them on anywhere on the globe you like. And the ultimate idea of this work is to get the the energy of understanding first-century Aramaic forgiveness as a tool of removal of what doesn't belong to enough minds that together we create a critical mass of understanding. When that happens, then literally that understanding will become available to every mind, heart, and being on the planet. So we're here to support that in the world and appreciate your support. And we invite you to give the world a really, really awesome gift have the best year yet of your eternal life. Blessings. Bye-bye.
0: Thank you for listening to Mind Shifters Radio with the forgiveness doctor, Dr. Michael Rice and his wife, Jeannie, who present the internal Aramaic process of forgiveness. Michael and Jeannie are here every Monday through Friday on Earth Angels Radio. For more on Michael and Jeannie, please visit www. Y again dot com that's w dot w H Y A G A I N dot com.